It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ live every weekday morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. Welcome back to Daily Thunder, Down Under with Ben Price, and it's so good to be joining you for this series that I'm bringing to you called Laughing in the Face of Adversity. And maybe you're thinking, who is this guy? Uh, I was expecting to hear Eric Ludy's voice. Who, who's this Aussie guy talking away? Uh, well, if you'd like Eric Ludy, I could probably bring some Eric Ludy's voice to you, and as a result, uh, you'd have uh, two. You'd have two voices. You'd have mine and his, and so... Just just to let you know, uh, if I imitate somebody's voice, I'm paying tribute. I'm not paying out so much. And uh, and Eric's a great friend of mine. So it's really a great privilege to be a part of this uh, series that we're looking at. And uh, I've done three so far. The first one, if you missed it, you can go back and check it out. It was called A Merry Heart. And I like to say it with a British accent uh, because it just fits that. A Merry Heart, yes. Uh, it sounds a lot merrier when you say it like that. Uh, so much fun. Or we could say it as, I could say it as Trump. A merry heart. I've got a very merry heart. Believe me, I really do. Nobody's got a heart merrier than my heart. Believe me, it's such a merry heart. And we're making a merry heart great again. Believe me, we really are. It's fantastic. It really is. Yes, uh, or some versions, I think the ESV says a joyful heart. So it's having the the joy of the Lord, which is the fruit of the Spirit in our heart. Um, Proverbs 17, 20, 22 says, A merry heart or a joyful heart is like good medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. And then the second episode was, Oh, it's only you. And that was fun, but it was the perspective of knowing greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And when we gain that perspective and we see the adversity, we can look at that and know because God is so much greater, we can go, oh, it's only you. No big deal. And then last week I talked about, I can't help it. Common expression that we'll often say when it comes to fear or stress or uh, frustration, all those things that when we're going through a trial, that comes and it's a part of us and we say, but I can't help it. And that's true. You can't help it. But thank God he can. And I talked about how we go through the trial often. Uh, sometimes God will let us bypass it or it'll just go away. But often we go through it and he's making us stronger. His strength is perfect in weakness. And just because you're going through adversity, it doesn't mean adversity has to go through you. All right. So today I'm looking at dancing around the lemon tree which kind of sounds a little fun. Uh, it's not something I do. I have done. Uh, it sounds like, is it an Aussie expression? Um, not particularly, not to my knowledge. Uh, it sounds a little to me like a nursery rhyme. I could probably, you know, come up with some lyrics, I'm sure. But it's um, something that happened. Well, when I was much younger and my sister, my older sister finished her high school and it was the day that she'd completely finished. And it was just, you, you can imagine the excitement level when you finish high school forever. Uh, and that is a great feeling. I remember vividly when I finished high school, but she was so excited, so elated, so much uh, euphoria that she had. 
that she grabbed me and said, come on, let's, and we ran into the next door neighbor's backyard. They had a huge lemon tree and we literally danced around the lemon tree. And I'm the younger brother. I'm like, I don't really know what this is about, but hey, this is fun. And that was that celebration moment, um, a chart, an off the chart joy, I would say, and a moment of, yeah, rejoice, absolute rejoice. A little like when Tom Cruise was jumping up and down on Oprah Winfrey's couch. Woo! So excited! So excited! So in love! (laughs) And he was laughing. I don't know what was so funny. He was in love and it just came out of him, this excitement, this joy, this uh, rejoice moment. I don't really watch Oprah, to be honest, but you'd almost have to be living under a rock not to have seen that. But uh, better still to be living on the rock. But uh, I I watched a little of uh, Dr. Phil back in the day to to learn his voice. Uh, And Tom Cruise jumping on Oprah's couch. What was he thinking? You know, uh, I was so confused. More confused than a cow on AstroTurf. Which is... Pretty confusing, I've got to say. I love all these Texan sayings like, you know, somewhere out there, a village is missing its idiot, y'all. Anyway, we know what the uh, expression of rejoice is. And I'm sure there's great moments in your life where you can look back and think, yeah, they were rejoice moments where I was, you know, maybe you didn't jump up and down on a couch. Maybe you felt like it or I didn't dance around a lemon tree as such. I remember when I uh, my football team won the grand final, which is like winning the Super Bowl. And it was just this same feeling of dancing, like celebrating, singing, laughing. Uh, it was just this rejoice moment. And, and that was back in 1999. So it's been a while. It was evidently the same year I got married. So And that was a moment of rejoice. It was even greater, by the way. But uh, <laughs> the expression of just celebration was just uh, extreme. And I'm sure you can think of many in your life. So we know what it is to rejoice and to have that that laughter that's so extreme that we're just so filled with joy. And uh, I'm looking at a verse here from Philippians. And it's uh, chapter 4, verse 4. It's a very famous one by Paul who writes, and, and by the way, writes this in a prison. So it just makes this even more astounding. And he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, just in case you missed it, I will say rejoice with a big exclamation mark. It just uh, excites me even to read that. Uh, But it's the, the unusual thing about that verse that trips a lot of us up is there's one word in there that, you know, we know what it is to rejoice. And I've just talked about what that means to rejoice. But there's a word there that we stumble a bit on, and that word is always. Because had Paul written something like, rejoice in the Lord as often as you can, or rejoice in the Lord whenever you feel like it, uh, rejoice in the Lord on occasions. And again, I will say as often as you can, yeah, rejoice. See how you go. Well, I'll obey that. If that's a command, sure, I'll fulfill that one. Because... That's what we do. We do rejoice sometimes. We do rejoice occasionally. But always? Yeah, that's a whole new level. I can't do that. Don't know about you, but I can't do it. If I did, I'd be kind of putting it on for show. But inwardly, I wouldn't really be rejoicing. So rejoice in the Lord often. That sort of fits 
most of our uh, feelings or our, our mind thinks that way. And, um, and all these moments of rejoicing that I've talked about have this common thread. Yes, they're rejoicing, but they're all um, fading. And they're all like, you know, Isaiah 40 verse 7 says, The grass withers, the flower fades, because the Lord's breath blows on it, and surely people are like grass. And then, then in the next verse, it says, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. And isn't that great to know that? Um, even though these things, yes, they'll fade. Because, I, you know, I look back on my team winning the grand final and I look back on these moments and, mm, yeah, I can smile. There's some good memories there. But it doesn't quite bring the moment back to exactly what it is. But it's great to know because God's word stands forever, uh, when we can rejoice that, well, there's three words in there that you also might skip as well. We, we, we stumble on always. But there's three words that we don't want to miss. And you might just think they fill in words, but they're actually so important. It says rejoice in the Lord. Thank God it's that because it's not Paul saying rejoice always because you would know, no, that that's impossible um, to rejoice always. It's rejoice in the Lord. And that's why I can do it always because it's in the Lord. It's in Jesus Christ. And so it lasts forever. His word lasts forever. And that's so comforting to know. Here's a great quote from Charles Spurgeon. I, I could read it in his voice. I did a series last year called uh, Evangelism Truths from Heroes of the Faith. And Charles Spurgeon was definitely one of them. You can't not include Spurgeon when you look at, um, yeah, Christian heroes. And uh, and and I spoke like Charles Spurgeon with one of these types of voices. What a gracious God we serve. I think I'll read the rest in my voice because I want you to capture this. What a gracious God we serve who makes delight to be a duty and who commands us to rejoice. Should we not at once be obedient to such a command as this? It is intended that we should be happy. Well, I love that quote because it is a command and uh, it's not something that's suggested. So that makes it all the more difficult. How do we rejoice in the Lord always? Because sometimes, you know, we know that life is going to be difficult. And yet, and David certainly had a life of difficulty and adversity. When you think about David's life, who... How many attempts did Saul try and kill him? Now, you might think you've got a tough boss, but imagine being hunted down, trying to get assassinated by your boss. Maybe you do. Um, you probably need to leave that job. But, you know, David had a lot of adversity, and yet he could say in Psalm 34, verse 1, bless the Lord at all times. Uh, your praise shall continually be in my mouth or on my lips. So we, we're always ready to praise the Lord. It's it's really basically saying the same thing as Paul is to rejoice in the Lord always. It's a constant thing. And yet both these guys had adversity. As I said, Paul wrote that from a uh, prison. Now you could think, well, maybe Paul was one of those guys who was never really uh, bothered by things. And, you know, you get people like that who are pretty easygoing and they're always happy. So maybe he was one of those guys and he never really had any issues in life. So 
to rejoice always, yeah, he probably did. But for us, yeah, I, I've got a life of adversity. I've got a life of difficulty. So, you know, um, when you realize that is the furthest thing from the truth, uh, this, this makes it all the more amazing. And you could summarize, you know, what were the adversities that Paul encountered? And, and thankfully, Paul does it for us in 2 Corinthians. Uh, 2 Corinthians, that's my favorite book. That, that's what Trump called it. But uh, 2 Corinthians uh, 11, 25 to 28. And it says, five times I received at the hands of the Jews, the 40 lashes less one. Um, in other words, 39. Uh, if, if they were going to get the 40th one, it would have pretty much uh, been to the death. But he, he received that five times. I mean, you just stop right there for a moment. His back would have been just so uh, messed up. I, I hate to think how it would have looked. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Wow. Uh, a night and day I was adrift at sea on frequent journeys in danger from rivers, danger from robbers, danger from my own people. Danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers in toil and hardship through many a sleepless night in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure. And apart from the th uh, from other things, there is the daily pressure on me of my anxiety, uh, which is like having a burden for all the churches. So... That's quite a list. Uh, that's quite a, a resume of suffering that Paul actually endured. So he's not this guy who was just easygoing and everything was good. He was in prison as well uh, and had all of that going on in his life. So he's the one, the very one who's writing, rejoice in the Lord always. Now, sometimes let's be honest about this. Maybe there are people who could be right now or at times will lose a loved one and you're experiencing grief and sadness. And I'm not saying, hey, don't feel that and rejoice instead. No, I'm saying there is a time to mourn. In fact, that's what Solomon said in Ecclesiastes. There is a time to mourn and a time to laugh. And I've talked about that in the first episode, but how, does this seem contradictory? Uh, that should we do one or the other? Uh, and I'm not saying by any means turn up to a funeral and be like, woo, <laughs> so excited. No, like Tom Cruise. No, don't do that. Well, you know, you can do that at my funeral uh, because I know where I'm going and there's an excitement with that. But there is a time to mourn. Even Jesus did that when Lazarus died. And even though he knew that he's going to raise him from the dead, he still wept because he was very close to Lazarus. And so there is going to be those times where we will weep. And, and as an evangelist, I I see the, the world that's so lost. And we see um, so many people on the streets who are confused. And there is a real sadness, uh, I would say. There is a real uh, feeling of sometimes that mourning, like even like Nehemiah, who had that uh, when he saw that the walls had broken down in Jerusalem, he wept, he, he mourned, he fasted, he prayed. And there is those times when uh, what breaks God's heart breaks our heart to see the devastation of the world and not just the sin that they're in, but knowing that that's going to take them to an eternal destruction in hell. And it grieves your heart. It really does. Uh, so how do we rejoice always? 
in those moments. Well, I will say this, you know, when I, when I come back from evangelism, even though there is a heaviness, even though there is a darkness, I will say that the joy is greater. And even though I've experienced grief myself and seen um, people who have died and in 2012, when my dad passed away, even though I was sad, I could rejoice uh, in the sense that I was like, thank you, God, because I know that he's going to be with the Lord. So I wasn't rejoicing in myself as so much. I was rejoicing in the Lord. And we can do that always. And that's the difference. So that can be a constant. And even the the night that uh, that I found out that my dad had passed away back in 2012. I remember, uh, you know, God really prepared that uh, for me. I had been uh, running a men's group where we did a Bible study. And I was running that where actually this particular night, we watched a sermon called Fearless by Eric Ludy. So, and, and I recommend that. But I felt like at the end of it, just just knowing that, we are susceptible to fear, but I felt like in Christ, there is nothing that I can't face. And who would have known that maybe an hour later, uh, there I was um, finding out the news that my dad had passed away and God had somehow prepared me for that to, to be strong as I went through that. And I still grieved and I was very sad, um, but I was strong in the Lord and yet at the same time, rejoicing and saying, thank you, God, I know that he's going to be with you. And so I was able to actually rejoice in that moment, which is really odd, isn't it? That irony that, you know, when we can often see the two sides to things. Um, but yes, the, the rejoicing in the Lord is actually a constant thing. And like it was with Paul, uh, and, and even though he went through all of that tribulation, he went through so much that we think, I don't know if I'll ever go through quite the list that Paul did. Uh, but even so, he was able to rejoice always. And he didn't just write about it. He sang songs in prison uh, to rejoice uh, of all places. People would be feeling down, despair. And it's it's so easy to do. I've, I've done that many times. In fact, you know, here I am doing this uh, particular series. And yeah... It's, it's funny because I, I wanted to do a series about this because I've seen adversity a lot and I know what it's like to have the joy of the Lord. And I know I do believe scripturally that we can have that rejoice as we go through it and that extreme rejoice, even if we go through the darkest times. And as a real encouragement to all of us, we need to have that as we go through those. Otherwise, yeah, there is despair and and you don't want to go there you want to always be rejoicing in the lord and uh so and, and i've experienced those moments in my life where i have been able to rejoice in the lord but um e even as i've been doing this series it's almost like the the enemy has come at me to say oh okay well let's test that out so to speak and uh, you know i've had some adversity without going into it where it's been overwhelming and even though I've talked about that, I found that about a week or so ago, something I was going through, I wasn't responding the way that I know biblically. And it was like, oh, Lord, this is so hard. 
I know I sh- should I be laughing at this because this this is serious this is hard and I got in the car I went for a drive to pray and I just started praising the Lord and just started praying to God and declaring his promises and his goodness and within moments I just I was so filled with joy I was rejoicing now the the issue or the adversity was still there right but I was going through it uh, rather than it going through me if that makes sense and there's been many times in my life where I've seen God do that because he really will even when I went through severe anxiety back in late 2009. Uh, th- that was a moment for me where God really used it as a wake-up call because I was lukewarm. I was like the, the church of Laodicea. I was going to church every week or, you know, sometimes not. And I was going to a Bible study and I, I definitely loved the Lord. I don't think the fear of the Lord was strong in my life. And so, and that's the issue with a lot of people that are at church, but they're their hearts doesn't seem to be really in it because they don't have the fear of the Lord. And God really allowed that to come into me. And I, and I had severe anxiety, um, but it wasn't just like, God, can you please heal me? I was asking for that. And God did heal me of that. But more importantly, I decided, you know, I'm all in for Christ. I'm not playing games anymore. I'm all in. And shortly after that anxiety went and I just had joy as I went through that moment. And even in the Psalms, uh, I I listened to so many Psalms during that time. And it was just uh, like good medicine, really, as as the Proverbs say. But in, in Psalm 94, verse 19, it says, When the cares of my heart are many, and some versions might say when the anxiety of my heart was, or when when anxiety was great within my heart, your consolations cheer my soul or brought joy to my soul. And, and that is so true. Even when we go through these times when we're burdened and we're, the anxiety is there, uh, God's consolation, his grace will bring joy to your soul. And it's so true. And, I, and I've seen that with many, many circumstances. I... Um, was in a film called Audacity that that Ray Comfort did. So so Ray Comfort made a film called Audacity. And so I was good friends with Ray. I got to meet Ray back in 2014. And and shortly after, um, we talked about, or Ray mentioned that he's doing a movie and he'd love me to be in it. And it was just, I was was blown away about how exciting uh, that was for me. So that that gave me great joy. Uh, But there was also this thought of, whoa, you know, given the subject matter. Now, I tell people it's about the gospel, but it also deals with how to uh, share the gospel with the homosexuals out there. And it talks about the issue of same-sex marriage and the, the tagline of the movie, Love Can't Stay Silent. And it, it's a delicate issue to talk about because you, you're not just speaking about a subject. There's There's people involved and you want to be able to share with gentleness and respect, but also share the truth in love. And I want to say it was just handled brilliantly the way that Ray made this. So I'm I'm so thrilled that I got to be a part of that and act in it and, and also do comedy in it. So if anyone wants to watch it, it's, it's available on YouTube. But uh, I remember as I started to promote that and tell people, 
there was that feeling like, I, you know, I know uh, where I stand on this issue. That's one thing. But to publicly speak about that or to talk about that I'm going to be in a film that's dealing with that, you know that there's going to be adversity come your way. You know there's going to be persecution come your way. And I, and I experienced some of that uh, where, you know, I, I copped some hate from people and, and that. And I remember one day I shared some post that was an article that dealt with the same thing because it was a really heated up topic around that time of uh, coming into 2015. And, and the, the movie hadn't been released yet. And I shared something and left it there. And, and I thought, yeah, this is great. I'd love to share this. Well, within moments, it just uh, erupted with negative comments uh, from all manner of people that thought I was hateful and bigoted and being a you know judgy and all of this kind of stuff. And, and I was getting messages from people that would call themselves Christians that were saying all manner of words that I can't repeat and then unfriending me. And I couldn't even respond back to them because I couldn't contact them. And so this was adversity that I'd never had quite so bad. I mean, I'd had that, right? We're all going to get that as Christians, but never had I experienced it so publicly um, as this. And it just overwhelmed me. It was it was really hard to deal with. And, and I was just feeling despair. And it just kept happening. And within about a, an hour, I lost eight friends. And I thought, wow, this is heavy. And I, I was driving one day and I remember I was with my son and the, the film was a couple of months away from coming out and I was telling my son about it and I guess he would have been about maybe 10 or so at the time. And uh, I said, yeah, this film by Ray. And he said, you should call Ray. And I said, you know what? I might do that. And, and I rang up Ray and I told him, I said, you know, the film hasn't even been released yet. And I'm feeling this heaviness. I said, I'm feeling the persecution already. It's just, it's so hard to deal with. And, and Ray said, you know, bless you when you're persecuted. Um, <laughs> and he, he talked about from Luke. So I want to read this verse. It's uh, from Luke 6, 22 to 23. It says, blessed, or, or you could say happy, are you when people hate you and when they exclude you and revile you and spurn your name as evil. Do, do you feel happy when that happens? Do you feel blessed when that happens? Like, I, I don't. And I didn't. And it was just very contradictory to the way I was feeling. And it says, uh, blessed you when they spurn your name as evil on account of the son of man. So on account of Jesus. And then it says, rejoice in that day and leap for joy. In other words, he's like, go and dance around the lemon tree, leap for joy, jump up on the couch, get excited, throw a few woo in there. Rejoice in the Lord for behold, your reward is great in heaven. For so their fathers did to the prophets. Those added words were mine. Uh, some of those. So I am reading here from the scriptures. But uh, it's so countercultural. But yet when Ray said that, I, I knew the truth of that. And I realized that I, I'm on the right track. Because there's this feeling that, have I done the right thing? Should I have... Um, being a bit more gentle in the way I approach the subject. You know, I'm handling this with care, but yes, we can expect that. He says, blessed you when, when people hate you and they exclude you, they revile you. And, and, and so I said, 
oh, I'm filled with joy just, just even hearing that. And I said, as soon as I get off the phone, I'm going to park my car and get out and do a big Toyota leap <laughs> for joy, which I did. And yeah, it was fun. It was this leap for joy. I got my son to take a photo of it. And it was interesting because from that moment on, whenever that happened, I literally would leap for joy. And I found that whenever people persecuted me, I would take a moment just to go, hang on a minute. Well, the natural instinctive default response is for me just to go into despair and frustration and feel down. But I said, God, I'm not doing this just as a weird exercise. I'm rejoicing. Yes, but it's in the Lord. And literally every time these persecutions would happen, I'd be like, whoo, yes. <laughs> and, and someone persecuted me one time. They wrote something online and I said, you're making me leap for joy. Thank you. And they said, what are you talking about? And I shared that with them. Um, they probably thought I was crazy and maybe I maybe it was a little bit crazy actually to even think that. But I want to encourage you to, as you go through these moments, yes, uh, you will go through adversity. You may be going through adversity to take some time to, maybe you need to do a leap for joy. Maybe you need to dance around a lemon tree or jump on a couch. Uh, but it's not a fleshly thing. It's not just the external thing. It's that internal leap for joy and rejoice in the Lord. Start praising him. Start declaring his goodness. Start talking about his promises and realize that we are in exactly the right place where God needs us to be. And yes, it might be a terrible thing. We can recognize that. Yes, there might even be sometimes sadness, but I believe the scripture's absolutely true because God's word will uh, last forever. Everything else is going to fade, but the word of God is truth. And uh, we can literally rejoice in the Lord always. And uh, I pray that for myself. I pray that for you. God bless you. And I look forward to joining you in the next episode. Thank you so much. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, from our campus in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekly sermon is delivered live at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings with a delayed live stream available at noon Mountain Time. Go to ellersley.com forward slash daily to get all the details. Thanks for listening.